0: we're on the air back
1: well party's starting early today isn't it
0: to more of early break with sip and jay brought to you by Gaina trucking <laughs> on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket fm.com well the off season is always time for lists and Good articles about what's to come in the upcoming season, and one of those guys that writes a lot of those is Bill Bender of the Sporting News, one of our favorite guests on Early Break. Bill, good morning. Thanks for joining us. You wrote this week about five contenders to make their first college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, who'd you put in your top in, in the in the list of five there, Bill, and, and why?
2: Well, it's hard to find them, knowing that the powers that be are still the same ones, and there's only 13 schools that have reached the playoff in eight years, but you're looking for some new blood. We got it last year, since mm-hmm. in Michigan. Maybe we get it this year with a, I think I had what A and M, Ole Miss,
1: Utah,
2: Utah, and then uh, everybody's favorite team, USC. And I, you know, honestly, all of those teams have a catch if you pick them as a playoff team. They all have a tough road to get there.
1: They do. You're right. You and we missed one. And I, and I there's something interesting you pointed out in your article bill bender of the sporting news about baylor baylor you also have on the list <clears throat> and what Dave Aranda's has done there as you point out is he's used an inside philosophy that has emphasized the creation of depth on the offensive and defensive lines why don't more people do that by the way
2: I mean, I, I was always taught that simple football, right? You get five good – they have five seniors on their offensive line. So, to me, okay. kind of offsets the fact that they lost their top two rushers because whoever's running the ball behind five experienced offensive linemen, good offensive coordinators, is going to do well. Now, they did lose two receivers too, but I think Dave Aranda in two short years has Baylor in position to be the power, most powerful school in the Big 12 when Texas and Oklahoma leave for the uh, SEC,
1: I think you make a good point, Bill Bender. I, I just wonder too if Dave Aranda looks at the Big Twelve, not known as a very physical league, sort of a wide open, spread you out type league, and says, "You know what, guys? You know what we're going to do? We're going to we're going to attack. We're going to attack from the inside. We're going to be the best." line team offensive and defensive in the big 12 and that's how we're gonna do it and that would be that would seem like a pretty wise play if that's what he's doing right
2: oh I mean for sure I mean Kansas State did that to some extent for a while yes um with Bill Snyder they played small ball in the big 12 but I think Baylor they, yeah that's exactly what he's doing and um a couple more cycles if they get more depth on the defensive line and the defensive side, which was his strength at LSU. And then they'll be able to win with that plan. So, yeah, they're a very interesting team this year. I think they might be a year away in terms of true playoff contender. I mean, these teams i listed, they could get in, but I don't know that if Baylor gets to the playoff, I don't know if they're beating anybody.
1: Jimbo Fisher, Bill, has had four straight, top 10 recruiting classes, and now he's out there, and I like Jimbo a lot. I'm, I'm, Jake knows I'm a big Jimbo Fisher fan, but now Jimbo's out there popping off, um, taking on the king, the czar, publicly. Has Jimbo created a little pressure on himself this off season?
2: I didn't hear about him doing anything last week. I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, that was a legendary press conference by every stretch. Um, so, he is because again he's this program that hasn't won a national championship since 1939. I mean, Sip, you probably have more on them from the the Big 12 days and and their fan base and and how impatient they've been, um, and with good reason. And now he has those four recruiting classes. He did beat Alabama last year, but I tell people they were eight and four last year. Right. One thing to beat Alabama, you got to win every week in the SEC, mm-hmm. and they haven't proven they could do that yet. So, and, and all they did with the back and forth last week was put a lot. I think there's more pressure on A and M now on October 8th, because they're the ones that have to go to Alabama.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, that's exactly right.
0: Join my Bill Bender of the Sporting News, Bill. Regarding the future of college football with divisions and conferences, you've wrote about this also recently that the Pac 12 is going to go without uh, divisions here soon. But do you believe the Big Ten will do so, and should they do so, and why?
2: I think I think they're going to be slower to do it. Uh, the Big Ten and the SEC are going to. I think they could, and there's a case to be made that they should. But some of that's going to be how much are they protecting the Ohio State-Michigan game with the TV networks? How much does you know Penn State push into that discussion? I mean, the I don't mind the division setup right now. Um, I guess one problem you could say is that yeah, the Big Ten West champion hasn't won the conference championship because. But some of that, to me, is it's an Ohio State problem. Um, Iowa could have beat Michigan State. Uh, there was a couple other close games. I mean, Wisconsin could have beat Penn State in the Big Ten championship game. I think Iowa caught Michigan at the wrong time last year. I don't okay. think anybody was beating Michigan after they beat Ohio State. You could put all, an all-star team of Big Ten West guys okay. against them. They probably would have lost.
1: Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, Bill, you're out there Bill Bender of the Sporting News joined us. You're out there based in Ohio. Nebraska's struggled in recent seasons. I know they're not foremost in your mind, but have you noticed at all what Nebraska's doing this off-season in the portal? And do you, do you think they've improved their stock to the point where they maybe could compete for the West Division title? Am I crazy?
2: It's time. It's not no, because they, they competed with top 10 teams all last year. I think bringing in Mark Whipple's a very interesting hire. You're going to get the most out of your quarterbacks with him. I mean, Kenny Pickett did. Um, the, the thing is, can they close some of these games? And I, I don't even think it's a, a personnel thing right now. I just think it's a – you hear Scott Frost talk about this all the time at Big Ten Media Day. He did last year of the, the discipline, a penalty at the wrong time. It, Ohio State last year – the ball literally bounced the wrong way on that CJ Stroud fumble late in the game, and you're wondering if that ball bounces the other way Nebraska might win this game same with the Michigan game a couple bad bounces, one bad call so they've proven they could compete with top ten teams. This is a year where I think okay it's time to break through, win some of those, and uh, yeah they can absolutely compete with Iowa and Wisconsin for a big Ten West championship, but the problem is they got to go out and do it
0: Re- regarding the main spot in the team bill quarterback i mean nebraska loses adrian martinez to kansas state they get casey thompson from texas is that a wash in your opinion did they get better in nebraska did they get worse what are your thoughts on what they lost versus what they gained for next year
2: well if casey thompson protects the football you get a game uh, and i think he had you know he had ups and downs obviously in texas he you know, in the oklahoma game last year he played really well he matched uh Fencer Rattler and and Caleb Williams, shot for shot, pretty much to the end. And again, he doesn't play defense, so I think he can be a game, certainly with uh, the running game they're going to have behind him. I, I think he can. And uh, you know, it, anytime you say, I mean, obviously Martinez has been a four year starter and played a ton of football for Nebraska. At this point, I think it's in, it's going to be good to see Scott Frost have somebody else under center.
1: Interesting. Now, Bill, one idea for you to watch. I'm helping you because you help us so much. Adrian <laughs> Martinez, I was I was talking to one of the Kansas State writers last week. Adrian Martinez will be Kansas State's starting quarterback this year. That could be a pretty interesting transfer portal type story, right? Adrian Martinez finishing up his career at Kansas State. What do you... I mean, how interested are you in that story, and what do you expect from Adrian Martinez? You saw him a lot. What do you expect from Adrian Martinez in the Big Twelve?
2: Uh, in a more wide-open conference, he'll probably have better statistics. Uh, I bet his rushing statistics are, are pretty high. You know, they have Colin Klein at offensive coordinator, and oh, nice. I mean that name should ring some bells. I mean, he he finished, I believe, third in the Heisman voting. Um, the, that year with Kansas State and a very good running quarterback, and he's worked his way up the coaching ranks there. Um, yeah, I think Martinez could put up big numbers there. I, as you guys know, though, just from watching him, I mean, the thing is he has to protect the football. So I think that's going to be the thing you watch with him there. Just like you watch with Casey Thompson with, with Nebraska, is if they protect the football, they're going to have great seasons. If they're throwing interceptions and loose with the football running it and, and and create a bunch of fumbles. Then that's going to be a wash or not?
1: Okay, Bill, you're right there in Buckeye land. I'm going to ask you this question: Could you make a case for CJ Stroud over the Alabama quarterback for best in the country?
2: You can, and I, you know, that's why he's the Heisman favorite. Is one, you know, that we haven't had a repeat Heisman winner since Archie in the '70s, and two, um, the talent around him this year is pretty scary. Um, when you have Travion Henderson back yes. and a receiver room that I think there's three or four first-round picks there in that room. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They're going to throw it around. I, I mean, they do have an opener, too, against Notre Dame. I mean, the Ohio State fans are very excited about their schedule this year when you're opening with Notre Dame at home and you're closing with Michigan at home. I think the big difference maker for them is going to be does Jim Knowles flipped that defense around. That defense was gettable last year, and that's very rare that that happens.
0: Bill, always great stuff. Thank you for the time, and we will chat with you again down the road.
2: Hey, I'm great to talk to you guys. I'll talk to you again soon.
1: Thank, right, you, good B- stuff. Thank Bill you, Bill Bender
0: of the Sporting News. Did you hear that?
1: Now, who who I, I wanted to follow up, but we have to play the game show. Who are the, who's Ohio State's three or four potential top round receivers well, other than Jackson Smith and Marvin G-
0: Harrison Jr.?
1: Is he is he that?
0: Yes, guy? he's very good.
1: And then there's another one in there. Who is that?
0: Well, they just just reload all the time. Yeah, they just, yeah, because
1: they just had two first rounds.
0: Well, yeah, well, that sells to the recruits, and also NIL can sell to the recruits, too. Hello. Hello. Double whammy at Ohio State. Let's play the game show. Give us a call right now at 464 4, your chance to win a business box of bagels. Two bagels and Joe. You, what did you win yesterday? Did you lose? I W remember. I think I won an OT. You won an overtime. Yeah, you you are two and one on the week, going for a winning week by Thursday. No Schaefer today to help you. You're by yourself. That's fine. Eleven and seven overall is yes, correct. Eleven and seven. You are a probably a playoff team in the in, in the NFL. That all right. I like probably that. so. Yeah. Uh, today is a throwback Thursday. We'll go back to 2005 Nebraska football. I think you know the 2005 Nebraska football season. 2005. Uh, Don't say any names okay? because they might be part of the trivia. 402 464 5685. Shut up, simple. Starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, shut up, Sipple! <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up Sipple. Call now to play 464-5685. Shut up Sipple, brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, don't leave me hanging again. 402-464-5685. You I know you guys know oh, your Nebraska be football trivia. They're coming. We got a line up. 5 Nebraska football is the topic. I got a call again Gus is not here so I'm just taking calls in studio. Uh, If you can hear me, who is this? Who's playing today? What do we have here? Hey, this is James. 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 James, thanks for calling in, man.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: All right, let's play this. Yeah, good morning, James. James. I'm ready to go. Are
1: you ready to roll? Morning. How's your morning going? Yeah, let's
0: do it. All right, all right. He's ready to go. All right, James. First question goes to you. Here we go. What FCS team... Did Nebraska beat 25 to 7 to open up the 2005 football season?
1: That was Maine.
0: Yes, it was. Ugly, hideous game. Tight game. Bo Root had a either pick six or a fumble six, yes. in game. That, pick yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Bo Root came up it big. A, it was a bad game, but yep. Nebraska did win. Uh, sip for the tie, your first question. What, at that point, Big East team did Nebraska beat 7 to 6? To get to three and zero on the season. Oh God. It was a it was a big East team. This was this was a big East team.
1: Seven to six. It how ca- how do I not game. know this?
0: Hideous game. Nebraska. Oh,
1: oh, it's it's coming. They won late. Pitt. Dave yes. wants that. Yes. Pathetic
0: pit team. Pitt.
1: God, hey Jake, that was an example of one sucked. that just came to me in time. That game sucked.
0: Yeah, it did. It was a horrible game. Uh, all right, uh, James for the lead. Your last question tied one to one. Who led Nebraska in rushing yards in 2005 with 882 yards?
2: That was.
1: Brandon Jackson. Yes. Oh. Whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa! That was my guess. Now it wasn't Brandon Jackson. Um. Oh five. You don't just steal if you don't want to. No, I'm trying. I'm gonna try this. I think. I'm thinking. I got five seconds here, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't Brandon Jackson. Then it must have been. All right. Um, We got a pass.
0: uh, Okay, let's pass. Pass. Corey Ross was the answer. Pork chop. Pork chop. All right, Sip, for the win. If you miss this, James can steal and win himself. So here we go for the win, Sip. Who was Nebraska's place kicker in 2005 who went 19 of 23 on field goals and 31 of 32 on extra points?
1: Jordan Congdon, ladies and gentlemen.
0: And that, my friends, is a hot streak again. Three and one of the week is guaranteed a winning week before Friday. James, thank you for calling. We'll get you a bagel and a coffee, but call in down the road. Thanks, guys. All right, James. Uh, good, Thanks for good calling. Good attempt today. Good effort. Woo! How about that, Jake? Would you like to do the tiebreaker? Sure, that'd be fun. We had Sam Cook on the air on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Who was on that 2005 uh-huh, team? Uh huh. How many punts did Sam Cooke have in 2005?
1: Mm, how many punts? I don't know. Um, I have not the foggiest. He averaged 45.36 yards per Ooh, punt.
0: Actually, more than that, 46.5 in 05. Oh, really?
1: Okay. How many punts? How many punts does a punter have? Um,
0: they did play in a 7-6 to six game, which means there's a lot of punts in that game. 47. 71 punts that year.
1: Mm, pretty bad guess. Pretty bad uh, guess. Yeah, that's,
0: like I said, it's hard to it's yeah. hard to guess punts. Yeah. All right. Well. well, Congrats to you, Sip. Uh, yeah, three and one
1: starts of the week. Am I, am I going? Am I twelve and seven?
0: You're twelve and seven since the reset. This is really you've bizarre. Been, been, you had a second chance at you know a fifth chance at life here with yeah. the reset. Yeah. Probably more resets than that, honestly. I don't know how many times we've reset in right. this show's history.
1: Thank you for that game show. That was fun. That yes, was fun. it was fun. Thank you to James. Thank you to callers. They lined up. But we appreciate that.
0: Yes. And we'll do it again
1: tomorrow and, at the same time.
0: And before we get to break, yes, sir. A, a quick reminder again today. I, I want to see all of you out there. It's going to be a fun time. I'll be there. Double Eagle Golf today. Bach will be out there from 3 to 6. We'll have plenty of ticket people out there as well. I want to show you the sweetest new golf simulators in town. Except there's five of them. Five. These aren't these aren't hokey. These are these are real, mm-hmm. big time simulators. The couches. You're you're about you're a big aesthetics guy, right? Yes, I am. It looks good. Does the, it? The couches and the chairs are very comfortable. You could sleep in them. It's a handsome setup. It's a handsome setup. Come over. They got a full bar. They got drink specials today. They're going to have a Food truck, soulful casino out there. That sounds good.
1: That sounds really
0: fun. And you can see hey, where can I go when it's cold outside, like it is today, or if it's raining, like it is today, and come enjoy double eagle golf inside the Kinetic Sports Complex from three to six?
1: That just sounds incredibly enticing.
0: Yes, there's going to be prizes there. We're going to have a long drive contest on the golf simulators. Okay, there's a, there's a
1: question that you need to address in this. Yes. That a lot of people like me just don't know this sort of thing. Do you bring your own clubs?
0: You are more than welcome to bring your own clubs, yes. But if you don't bring your own clubs, there's... There's there are drivers clubs, provided. Yes, there are clubs there provided for like a very, 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 very minimal charge if you use them. Okay, very minimal. But they have like clubs. Two dollars. Okay, but if you, yeah, you, you're you're su- suggested to bring your own clubs if you have to. So you, you will have to. your own clubs. Yeah, I'll bring my clubs. Do so You keep just keep them in the Accord all the time. Oh yeah, I mean it. it there's something has gone terribly wrong if they're not in the back of the car.
1: I, I don't know what to say to that. Uh, you <laughs> oh, double, if, you want, if you did terribly ad, wrong, if you did maybe you just have address. to put something in your trunk. Well, it's not your clubs.
0: Well, then that's terribly wrong. <laughs> the clubs belong there. Yeah. Uh, if you want an actual address, South or 150 Southwest Fourteenth Place, Lincoln, six eight five two eight zip code, but it's inside the Kinetic Sports Complex, Westo. Be there today. I'll be there.
1: Yeah, if you're driving west on O, you'll see the red
0: fox and just get ready to hang a yep, left. Yep, that's it. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So we'll see you out there. Uh, we'll have the spillover over next on early break in the ticket.